Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are live. Welcome back. Good to have you in here with us. Good to see you. Um, LSU's a li- on a little bit of a roll. On a little bit of a roll in recruiting. Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the country, 2025, commits to LSU. We will touch on that. More coaching hires. Uh, 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 Dennis Allen. Is he a Rudy Poo? It's early for Rudy Pooh of the Year awards. My 2023 Rudy Pooh of the Year award was going to Dennis Allen, but it's already January, and we could probably make the case that he could be the 2024 winner of the Rudy Pooh uh, of the Year award. We are live at three, not at seven. Obviously, the national championship game, which we will touch on here tonight as well, or today. See, I'm already, I'm already messing up today as well. Um, moving a little bit earlier, just because of that, the weather was bad. Was able to, to come in studio a little bit earlier today uh, that I don't normally get to do uh, and do the live show. So we are here. We are live. Lots and lots and lots to discuss. We'll get into all of that. Big Jake Cole says, AYS to close out the workday. We love to see it. Absolutely. 1,000%. A super chat. Michael Moore says, so no Waffle House parking lot show then. No, thank you for the super chat. No, no, um, no uh, Waffle House for me. That is a Carter Bryant special. So we'll, we'll, we'll allow him to do that. Speaking of Carter, he will not be joining us tonight. He will be with us tomorrow uh, uh, as well, as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and we got some news tonight, too. No, maybe not necessarily some LSU-related, uh, but it could be LSU-related. Uh, the NCAA 24 game is coming out. Is Jaden Daniels going to be on the cover? 
A lot of chatter that Jane Daniels might be on the cover of the new NCAA football game that will be released. Boy, wouldn't that be something. The first game back, Jane Daniels being on the cover. I hope he is, man. I 100% hope he is. That would be awesome if he if he would be. Uh, Jared Hutchinson says, bro, love your show. You keep it real and give us straight facts on our Tigers. Glad to have you in here with us, uh, Mr. Hutchinson. Um, thank you. That's what we try to do here uh, as well all the time, 24-7. Let me, let me give a little preface uh, on the show here today. Um, if for some reason the screen goes black, our good buddy Joe DeLeon is keeping his eyes out there for us. Um, so if our light, if the lights go out here in the studio, uh, he will be here to, to help us. I'm hoping that that does not happen. Um, but nevertheless, he will be here to help us, uh, throughout the day, throughout the day. Uh, Bill on YouTube says big commitment still to come. Who is it? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I do think that there are some Louisiana guys that could pop next month, within the next month. We'll have to see on that. But LSU with the number one wide receiver uh, in 2025, the number one quarterback, number one player, and number one running back. We'll talk on that. That's actually how we're going to lead the show after uh, we talk a little bit about Dennis Allen. I am not spending more than five minutes, I hope not, on Dennis Allen, but it's obviously was a big thing that happened uh, here. A lot of people are chatting about it, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Tyson says, how do you, how you do lasagna? Is that a, uh, is that from last week or last, the last show we did about the fat cat thing? <laughs> or is that an Italian thing? I don't know. I, I, I do not know. But how do I like my lasagna? Um, I, I don't know. Cooked. <laughs> cooked uh namry i hope i'm saying your name right uh, you guys know how bad i am with names says blake uh correct me if i'm wrong uh, it says blake your show is amazing for us who are staying home taking care of family you are amazing with uh your news breaks thanks man i, I really do uh really really do appreciate that really really do appreciate that he says fat cat yeah uh put my foot in my mouth on that one uh pause brandon reese says perkins tweeted about lsu possibly getting another big time recruit yeah i mean it could happen you know and it could happen soon um wouldn't i be surprised when was it harold perkins or was it somebody else i didn't see perkins tweeted i saw um what's his name the kid from you high uh god bless it Moses, Keelan Moses. I saw Keelan Moses uh, tweet that out. So yeah, so yeah, and, and look, we'll, we'll we'll see how it is. I, I mean, I think I don't think you're done clearly on offense. I think you're going after some big time offensive linemen. You got guys like James Simon, Trey Amos, uh, a lot that are out there that you're wanting to get in here. You know, on the defensive side, how quickly can Blake Baker start making an impact in recruiting? So yeah, you got to get some some guys in here, and look, you got to get you got to finalize your staff, which we'll we'll, we'll we'll touch on. We will touch on. Um, that is my name spelled backwards. Oh, Herman Cortez. Okay, 
Well, good to have you in here, uh, Herman. Uh, I did not put two and two together there. Did not put two and two together. LSU Capital says LSU basketball giving me hope uh, this this weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, look, man, uh, their win against a and I, I mean, look, they started off the year last year with, with a conference win. They got one on Saturday against Texas A&M. They had a massive second half. Jalen Cook was in a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, he, he gets out, you know, you're able to hold on with him in foul trouble. And, and look, you, you, be, you, you get an SEC win. I think it's a big, a big thing here. What did you have? Two conference wins? I, I just, I, I got to be real with you, man. I really want Mac McMahon to succeed here because I don't think people realize th- what he had to overcome, right? Like, and, and look, they play tough. And the one thing that I absolutely love about LSU men's basketball team is, dude, they might, they're not the most talented team out there, not even remotely close, but they play so hard. Now, did they make goofy mistakes? Yeah, they make some goofy mistakes, but you know, play in and play out they're going to give you everything that you they have and that's what i love about this team so i I want to give matt mcmahon a little bit of more a little bit more time here um i've said this a lot this is like a year one for me when it comes to matt mcmahon last year it's just i'm washing my hands of it this for me will be a year one for him right like i mean i'm not going to judge him off last year i'm going to consider this one uh, uh as year one so, so yes, yes. Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, any updates on the other coaches? We'll talk about that, too. I promise you we'll talk about that. All right. Tons and tons to discuss. Paul Sub Martin, the last one before we get rolling, says, every sport won the first week of 2024. It's a sign of a great year, or this is a giant catch awaiting. Hope I'm wrong on the latter. Me, too. I hope you're wrong on the latter, too. I hope it's a great year. And, and look, you're going to, I mean, Baseball right around the corner. Um, so many things that I'm ready for. None more than that, really. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm so ready f- to get back for these guys to get back on the diamond and start playing some baseball. Because uh, you know last year we we talked about college baseball uh, on this show religiously. Religiously. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. It's my second favorite sport outside of football. I could talk baseball all day long. So going to be fun for when those guys tee it up. Um, the first pitch is thrown uh, in February. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, guys, you guys have been killing it for us. Over, well over uh, 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 2 million people reached just this last 28 days. It's been a massive, uh, massive couple of weeks for LSU fans. So if you haven't done so, like the page, follow the page. Uh, we greatly appreciate you doing that. Like, share, share to those groups. Share to your own social media pages. If you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline. Oh, and by the way, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty. If you guys are in real estate and you're wanting to join one of the best teams, one of the biggest and best teams, just give them a call. There's nothing wrong with the discussion. Tyler is branching out his team. He's got so many people with him you will not regret the phone call that you will have with him. Or if you just need your home sold, you're looking for a new home, rates starting to come down a little bit, you need to give him a call. Let's talk about uh, him over at LPT Realty. Don't go anywhere. Tons of LSU stuff to discuss. We do that next. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Rodney says this man, Dennis Allen, said he, or this is Julius. We'll get to that. But Rodney says, hello from Colorado, Blake. Good to have you in here, Rodney. Yeah, where are you listening uh, to the show from tonight? Where are you listening from tonight? Uh, 985-225-337. Or if you're just not inside the state of Louisiana, but you're from here, where are you listening to us uh, from today yeah y'all be y'all be careful out there mark says tornado watching west we go hoss yeah i don't um i don't like that i don't like that at all uh rob says and i'm not going to put this up says can you go live daily at this time so i never have to listen to other people at three we would try man i mean normally three is i i can't do that i'm doing it because you know i had time today to go at three um we'll we're gonna stay at seven for the for the current moment and current time current moment and current time all right let's get this thing rolling y'all um so yesterday look i don't want to spend too much time on this but because it was a a massive deal i think I, i would be a little bit remiss not to talk about this uh but yesterday at the end of the game the, the, Tyron Matthew gets the interception. Uh, the Saints lining up in victory formation at the one-yard line. They hand the ball off to Jamal Williams. He goes in and scores. At the end of the game, Arthur Smith, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, last night was fired by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, goes up, runs up to Dennis Allen, and basically with a lot of explicit saying, what the F are you doing? Why are you doing that? And, and I got to be honest with you I'm going to talk about that I don't necessarily blame him completely on that now here's the truth the Falcons fans Arthur Smith a lot of people were upset about the Saints lining up in victory formation and getting Jamal Williams a touchdown here's just my thought on it okay I agree with the sentiment that you gotta you gotta stop what's gonna happen right like if a team lines up you gotta stop what they're trying to do And if you don't want them to score that many points, stop it. Earlier in the year, Miami absolutely kicked the dog shit out of uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Okay, like, 
in the NFL, you're grown men, you're grown-ups. If you can't stop it, then so be it. I, I'm not going to be mad about a team in the NFL, even somewhat in college to some extent, running the score up. Stop us if you can. Stop us if you can. Like we saw Georgia just do in the bowl game, beating Florida State 63-3. It is your job to impose your will on your opponent. Here's the problem that I have. It's two massive things. Number one, I understand the situation that Jameis said, listen, we want to give Jamal Williams the touchdown. And uh, the question that I that I have here is, well, if you're going to do that, okay, if you're going to go in and score, why are you – you have a certain personnel that's on the field. Regardless, you could have called a play in the huddle. I do think it's a little bit of Bush League what they did in reference to lineup and victory formation. If you're going to call the play, then call the play. Make D.A. call the timeout and say, hey – we want Jamal Williams to score a touchdown. Now, I don't really mind necessarily that Dennis Allen, you know, apologize. I mean, look, it, it is what it is. I mean, coaches have rules. Coaches have understandings. What I think is a little bit crazy is, is that there wasn't enough respect for D.A. when he made the call for victory formation for them to do it. And everybody's like, well, we're just trying to get Jamal Williams a touchdown on the year because he's a he's one of the leaders in our locker room. Dog, you've had 17 games to get a touchdown. I I, I get what you're saying. Like I understand it. Like I, I I'm not mad at the situation. I do think it's a little bush league that you go from victory formation to score. But I I think the bigger concern is it, for me, and the only concern for me is is there's not any respect for Dennis Allen in that locker room. Right, like. None. Because I know that Jamal Williams and they wanted to get in the TD. You think players would have done that to Sean Payton? Like, let me ask you a God's honest question. If any good coach, great coach, would have said, take a knee at the one-yard line, do you think that they would have changed the play on him? Now, the truth is, is that really Sean Payton would have read the room a little bit better and probably gotten Jamal Williams the touchdown. It is a rival, but Dennis Allen is above, you know, he's above his skis here. Guys, he, he has lost the locker room and we're not going to fire him. And everybody's going to be like, Oh, well, you know, he, he went nine and eight. I, he's not, there is no reason that the saints should not have won their division. Remember when all of you, when there was chatter out there about the Saints potentially signing Baker Mayfield and everybody's like, oh, no, Baker Mayfield sucks. Well, here's the truth. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks won the division. Like, you're going to – this is what I don't understand from Saints fans, okay? Like, I, I, I don't understand it. Or not Saints fans, but Saints media. If that shit were going on at LSU, there would be a public outcry for more than what they're doing. An outcry to fire this this dude. It's Dennis Allen's, what is this, his first winning season as a head coach? Good for him. But you're too talented to be 9-8. and eight. You should have been in the playoffs, even though earlier in the year you fumbled the bag against a team like Green Bay. All I'm going to say is this. Players know, and you can see players' reactions. They don't respect him. 
they 1,000 do 1,000% do not respect him. And that is the biggest issue. It's not about the victory formation for me. I, I Look, I hate the Falcons, okay? they I, I, I'm not a Falcon. I, I, I load them. To me, they're the Alabama to my LSU. Like, like, I don't like them. They're the biggest rival that we have. Doesn't stop you doing something that's a little bit Bush League. I know you want to get it. I know Alvin Kamara is out there tweeting to, to, to uh, Jameis Winston, and he's using some funny language in his tweet. But, but nevertheless, you would have never done that, Deshaun. Never. There's a level of respect of when your coach says, hey, guys, enough is enough. Take a knee. You had This dude had 17 games to score t- uh, TD. Maybe if he didn't get his opportunity, it is what it is. But you do have a guy last year that led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. He only got one this year. And it came off of a little trick play. Bottom line is, is if you're a Saints fan, I, I, I don't think that Gail knows what she's doing. I think she's in over her head. She inherited a team that she has no – she wanted the Pelicans. Go own and run the Pelicans. If that's your baby, go do it. You're not – I don't think that she's equipped enough to run the Saints. you got Mickey Loomis. Look, you you had I, – I like Mickey. Mickey is a, a, a maybe a little bit above average GM without Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Now, you could say, well, most teams would be when you have a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame player leave. Yeah, okay. But they're not doing things. Guys, they should have drafted a quarterback last year. They should have moved up to draft a quarterback last year. But you go and pay $150 million for a guy like Dennis, I mean, for a guy like Derek Carr, guys, he's not, he can't lead you anywhere. Don't let the last game of the year against a, a team that's ass in the Falcons fool you. I don't think I don't think Derek Carr's a bad quarterback. He's an average quarterback, but it's not worth 150 goddamn dollars. He's not worth that. Probably the most Saints talk that I've done in a year uh, on, on this. But I'm telling you, they don't. If we are mainly an LSU podcast, an LSU show, if this shit were going on, okay, if this shit were going on in LSU. It would be utter chaos. Utter chaos. Hell, I saw you do things and want people fired for less. I've seen you call for people to be fired for less. You got some people out there, for example, calling for Brian Kelly's head. What the F are you talking about? In less games, he's got more wins than Dennis Allen. In a tougher division, a tougher conference. Guys, the NFC South is the worst division in the NFL. Dennis Allen couldn't get more wins than Brian Kelly in more games. Like, what are you trying to, what are we discussing here? But you got Rudy Poos out here who are, oh, far Brian Kelly. You sound like a dumbass. You 1,000% sound like a dumbass. If you, if you have a buddy, let me just tell any of you this. Before we move on, if you have a buddy that tells you, oh, fuck, well, Brian Kelly's not it. We need to move on from Brian Kelly. You need to tell him 
that he is the biggest casual of all time. That he does not know he does not know college football. He doesn't know football. I'm telling you. Listen to your buddy Blake. Dennis Allen, the ultimate Rudy Pooh. <laughs> if these guys in the locker room do not respect Dennis Allen, you got to move on from him. You cannot be scared to pull off the Band-Aid. You cannot be scared to pull off the Band-Aid. You know why Sean Payton's culture worked? Let me tell you why Sean Payton's culture worked. Sean Payton's culture worked because Sean Payton ran his own culture in his own locker room. Elevating Dennis Allen to keep that same culture with the same personnel does not work. You can't hire a guy to implement a system like Sean Payton did when he's not Sean Payton. It's, it's quite honestly, let me tell you what it is. In sports, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It, we're going to bring this guy and elevate him so he can run exactly what Sean Payton. We're going to keep the same culture. How stupid is that? The guy that led it is not here anymore. <laughs> like, what are you... You're going to look back on the Dennis Allen era and say when people said that, that that might be the stupidest thing you've ever heard. Because quite honestly, guys, it is. What do I know? All right. <sighs> Let's get to some LSU. Sorry that that fired me up the way that it did, but I just have so much frustration towards the Saints that it comes out, man. Like, I... I, I mean, I, I love the Saints. I love the Saints, but I get so frustrated by the front office decisions that they make since the since the late Tom Benson passed. The, the decisions they make are utterworldly stupid. Utterworldly stupid. And what you'll do is you'll remain around a nine, eight, nine-win team, and you won't get high enough to go get a quarterback that you need. And go get pieces that you need. You, you won't. Guys, the number one thing they should do, and you're going to say I'm biased here, they should draft, go up in the draft to get Jane Daniels. Go get your quarterback. You're not going to win it with, with Derek Carr. I promise you, you won't. Okay. Here we go. Let's move on. Because LSU does have some coaching searches uh, that they're still uh, going after or they're still in with. Now, we will talk a little bit about the national title here in, in, in just a, a little bit because it's going to be a big one here. Um, but, I, listen, we talked about this a lot um, with Blake, the Blake Baker news, so let's, let's get on it. So, Friday, Blake Baker, the Missouri defensive coordinator, clearly hired. We talked about him on our last show. And a lot of the questions were, what do you, Blake, what do you think – and what are you hearing about what could happen with the position coaches defensively? And we'll we'll talk a little bit offensively. So what have we heard since Saturday? Look, here's my here's my opinion, and then I'm going to give you some things that I'm hearing. My first opinion would be now we got to figure out what he would coach and how they're going to implement this. I would not be shocked if a guy like Bob Diaco were was moved into the linebacking. Uh, 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 are being the next linebackers coach at LSU. Now, I would not be surprised, obviously, if Blake Baker did that. He coached safeties, um, um, safeties at Missouri. But 
it, it wouldn't surprise me. Either one of those things I, 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 I'm okay with because I think Brian Kelly feels very comfortable in having a guy like Bob Diaco on his staff. And look, man, he's the head coach. And if he wants a guy like Bob Diaco to be elevated to linebackers, I'm kind of just being real with you. I'm all right with that. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. He's got a lot of experience coaching that position. He's coached a lot of really good linebackers in his time, whether it be at Notre Dame, whether it be at Louisiana Tech, whether it be at uh, Purdue, whether it be at Nebraska. Guys, the truth is, and what people don't really want to talk about is, is that Bob Diaco has a lot of dudes that he coached at the linebacker position that are that either played in the NFL or have had some tenured little bit of careers in the NFL. What I what I do think is, and what I will continue to to mention, is what I think they're going to do at corner. We've had a lot of discussions uh, at corner uh, about Corey Raymond. I, I've made my feelings well known. If you haven't heard it, go to just literally Saturday's show. I, I just would not be surprised if he's the guy. Now, do I believe, and here's what I've heard. So all of that being opinion to start off with, what I have heard here is is that it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion that Corey Raymond will be your next DB's coach. Now, do I believe, okay, um, that there are some other guys at that position, some other coaches at that position that are throwing their name into the hat um, that want to be the next corners coach at LSU? I know for a pretty darn good fact that there are um, a plethora here. That's a good vocabulary word for you. A plethora amount of coaches that want to throw their name in the hat for being the next corners coach at LSU. Why not? Guys, again, since Saban was here in 2000, look at the corners that you've had. Whether it is Corey Raymond, Ron Cooper, whoever the DB's coach is, whoever the corners coach is, it doesn't really matter to me. But one thing that... I, 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 I didn't bring up on Saturday that I want to bring up back here. And a good buddy of mine in coaching brought this to my attention. Guys, if you've ever trusted Dave Aranda, there's a reason he brought in Bill Bush. There's 100% a reason why a guy that you trust in and to call plays, or you uh, maybe just you did trust, and calling plays in Dave Aranda, guys, there's a reason he brings in another coach to coach safeties. Why would he do that? Now, the ultimate question becomes, you know, I, I do think that Corey wants it. I think Corey wants to be your next corners coach. And again, would not surprise me uh, if he is. Um, but I, I just want there to be known, Corey Raymond is not your only option. Because I promise you, I've talked to one of them. I've talked to one every week since he knew that the position would be open and Robert Steeples would would leave. Uh, there's a there's coaches out there that I think that you could that want to be here are from the state of Louisiana that want that position and are going to throw their name in there and say why they want it. Now, I do think Brian Kelly is a very um, detail oriented guy. I don't know if there's a thousand percent confirmation there. I, I do feel. I, I do feel about 90, 95% that it could be Corey. But there is a lot of people wanting to throw their hat into that ring. Defensive line coach, 
and DN coaches. Um, I talked about this religiously on Saturday and want to bring it up. I think Kevin Peoples, who was at Missouri, does make some sense here. I think that one thing that we got to keep in mind in all of this, one thing for sure that at least that I'm going to keep in mind here is what are the discussions like with Blake Baker and Brian Kelly on potentially some of the guys that Blake Baker would want to bring in? Because when Matt House was hired, and even this even happened during the Orgeron era, Ed made hires that Ed wanted to make. He didn't necessarily consult everybody on what he wanted to do. I do think that Brian Kelly, who is notoriously known for getting opinions from others, I do think Blake Baker has a say in maybe one, possibly two assistants. One for sure. I think people's... As an example, the outside linebacker, DN coach, edge rush guy makes a lot of sense there. Now, I know a lot of people have brought up Jamar Kane to me, and you know how I feel about Jamar Kane. I would not mind that um, in the slightest if Jamar Kane were to come back. I will be interested. I will be interested to see though what Brian Kelly allows Blake Baker to do. Were there some non-negotiables on potential staff guys that he would want? Uh, to bring in that in and of itself I I think that you here's here's what I feel I think that of any position coach coach that you make like I've always felt good that when Matt House was fired you you'd hire a hire a really good DC I think you've done that I think the biggest hire that they will have to make in the next couple of weeks comes down to defensive line and edge and edge rush. I, I think you've been pretty good at edge rush so far. I think you've got some really good guys uh, in from recruiting guys, ain't even some in the portal. I think Braden Swenson had a pretty damn good year, solid year. If, if Matt house would have played him and, and Deshaun Womack being another, I think the biggest hire that you can make is along the defensive line. Because, quite honestly, it's your weakest link right now. I know a lot of you want to say corner. I know a lot of you want to say safety. Maybe you're right. And and maybe that will come to to play out here. But for me, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, guys, you got to control the line of scrimmage. There's a reason why games are won and lost up front. We're going to talk about the national title here in a minute. These two teams that are playing for the national title tonight, yeah, they may have had some issues at times, okay, controlling the line of scrimmage in some former games. But the truth is, they won the battle every single week, every single game, at controlling and winning the line of scrimmage in its infancy. I I, I just think that it's you got to hit the biggest home run there because – you have had a rotating door at defensive line under O, even some parts under less. You're going to have to um, hire a guy and, and bring in some stability because you cannot continue a rotating door, okay, at defensive line. Now, I don't know what a guy like Mason Smith will do. Like, I, I was told that he was torn on his decision what he would or would not do. Ironically enough, I, you know, a lot of people 
we've we've had a lot of conversation. Shit. Hold on. Are we back? Are we back here? Okay. The weather's starting to get pretty bad. Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you can if you can hear us. Get us a thumbs up in the chat if you can hear us. Okay. Yeah, weather started getting bad here. Bottom line, if you do not if you do not start doing things better along the defensive line, you're going to continue to have the same issues that you've been having really over the last 4 years. Because guys, since 2019, you have had you have not had consistent defensive line play in the interior. Last year was the best interior play that you had with Makai Wingo and, and uh, Jacoby and Guillory and uh, Jaqueline Roy. That was the best interior defensive line play that you have had over the last four years. If you're not, if you are not able to sustain that and get better there, you're going to have issues. The bottom line becomes, too, when you hire that defensive line coach, you're going to have to go into the portal. I, I, I don't want to hear anymore from people about your spreadsheets I don't want to hear about, you know, the, the scholarship limits. I don't – you don't have a choice. You do not have a choice when it comes to the interior of the defensive line. You're not good enough there right now. You want to make the playoff? You can make the playoff next year. I 100% believe you're one of the best 12 teams in the country right now. I, I, I 100%. But what I will tell you is, is that teams like Ole Miss – games like Alabama because you're going to be able to do enough offensively in my opinion with Garrett Nussmeyer and others to win you games what you cannot allow to happen just cannot happen against game against teams like Alabama and teams like Ole Miss because both of those teams ran for over 200 yards on your ass here's another thing last year the same exact thing happened Last year, the same exact thing happened. Think about the three losses, or technically four, but the three in-season losses that you had. I'm counting out Georgia, but you could even throw them in. Where did you lose the game a lot of it? Because teams would line up on you offensively and run it right at you, and there wasn't shit you could do. I'm old enough to remember when Hendon Hooker, okay, came into Baton Rouge at 11 a.m., and quite honestly, was not on. He did not have a great game. Hendon Hooker's worst game in 2022 was against LSU throwing the football. That's not opinion. It's 1,000% fact. Go look at the stats if you don't believe me. But bottom line is, what did Tennessee do? They came into Death Valley. They came into Baton Rouge at 11 a.m. They kicked the door down and ran it down your throat. Now, there was a report that came out from a, t- and listen. I- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
I don't know the, the gentleman. Okay, like, so, I, I don't know if this is report that he... It, I don't know how well-sourced it is, okay? There is a report coming out of Texas, out of Austin, that Bo Davis is expected to remain in Austin. It was reported by Football Scoop that LSU, as much of a pursuit that they had for Blake Baker... They had the same type of pursuit, if not more, for a guy like Bo Davis. Guys, I got to be real with you. I, I, I understand the money that has been mentioned about, around Bo Davis. To be real, I don't think that you have a choice. I think you got to do everything humanly possible to get a guy like that or to go get another high-quality defensive line coach. That is where you're losing football games. You can say, well, Blake, what about Auburn in 2022 when Jane Daniels threw for 80 yards? Guys, those days are well beyond us, right? Like those days of struggling in year one offensively with Brian Kelly is beyond us. Now, could they come out next year and have a game where the offense completely takes a dump on the 50-yard line? 1,000%. But I don't. I, I can't envision that always happening. You're going to score points. The biggest weakness, games are won up front. Why is, why is Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, why are all those teams – historically, at least in the last four or five years, and even from Bama's perspective and Georgia's perspective, why are they constantly in the playoff? Guys, you know why it is. They're dominating you up front. They're dominating you. You have a, okay, you have a guy in Bo Davis that could overnight change that. A guy like Kevin Peoples, at Missouri, that could change that. You that is the biggest hire to me. Corner, you bring Corey Raymond back. Okay, it is what it is. It, he wants to come back. Great, good on him. But the bottom line remains: no hire is bigger to me than the defensive line coach for a position position reasons. None. Teams in your losses. smacking that ass up and down the field. And if you're going to be real with yourself, you know that. Okay. Now, where do they go if they don't get a guy like Bo Davis? I do not know. There have been chatter out there about a guy like Carl Dunbar. I, I, I don't know how much I believe that, but there is chatter. Okay. Carl has, you know, in his later years in college, um, did get a little lazy in recruiting. You gotta you gotta bring a guy in here that can and wants and will recruit. So, with all that being said, would not be surprised if Diaco got elevated to linebackers. Would not be surprised if Baker wanted that position. Wouldn't be surprised if Baker coached safeties. And being a little honest with you, 
if your defeat if your DC's back there with the with the safeties and corners, kind of makes me feel a little bit better about what you're going to do in the secondary. Guys, the uh, the biggest and I mean biggest leap for Missouri. It was yeah, you can talk about their front. Missouri's always had a pretty decent defensive line. You I mean Remember the years like Michael Sam and those dudes? Like, they've always been able to recruit really good along the defensive line. Makai Wingo literally showed you that. Makai didn't even really hit the field that much as a freshman. Like, that's how good they've been at recruiting that position. One thing that they drastically got better in is safety play and corner play, mainly due to the fact that I think that Blake Baker was back there. Let's see what they do with the defensive line. I, I will tell you that there's no bigger hire to me, as I've been saying over the last 20 minutes more than the defensive line all right we do have some questions in here let me um and no not ed orgeron ed orgeron can't ed orgeron and brian kelly cannot coexist here not together quite honestly ed orgeron can't coexist with his damn self I, I, why would you want to bring him back why would you want to bring him back I, i'm not i'm not bringing can I tell you what? Can I tell you what Ed Orsron's like? Let me tell you what Ed Orsron's like. Love him to death. Love him to death. Ed is like the girl that you dated, who you have a lot of great times with. Hell, you might even marry her. But deep down, you know, deep down in your soul, you know that that cool you on crazy. <laughs> that Cajun is crazy, cause toxic. Ed is Ed is a to Ed in his later years has been more toxic. I am not bringing that toxicity back here. No way, no how. Okay. So something that we've been talking about since Mike Dembrock left, um has revolved around Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton. Um, there clearly is chatter on the Alabama side about Cortez. Um, I don't know where that goes. What I would tell you is it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, could, could I be wrong and this not happen? Yes. It just does not make a lot of sense to me if you're not going to take the interim tag off of Sloan and Cortez as your co-OCs. Now, do I think Joe Sloan calls the plays? Honestly, guys, yes, I do. 100% I do. I just don't know what – I don't know how much sense it makes to leave Cortez out of it since you promoted him. Here's what I'll tell you about the offensive positions. There are some names out there for tight end, and we'll continue to keep our eyes and ears out for that one. Uh. I, I, guys, I, I'm okay with Sloan. I, I, I am okay with Cortez. And let me tell you why. Something that we didn't mention, okay, is, is this. Um, let's just say for argument's sake, argument's sake, let's say that the experiment, and not even really an experiment, but let's just say that Joe Sloan and Cortez do not work out. You have a head coach that will take a play sheet and call plays. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to I hate to tell you that, but no, actually, I don't hate to tell you that. I kind of love to tell you that. If 
the outright worst starts happening, Brian Kelly will pick up a play sheet and start calling plays. That is his side of the football. Will he have to do that? No, I do not believe that. You come, I, I've said this. I've got this very well sourced, talking to people around the building. You come to LSU to run Brian Kelly's offense. And I think it's only a matter of time before um, the interim tag is taken off. Now, I, I've told you this before, and I want to, I want to make it very well known. Okay? Brian Kelly, regardless of who it is, will do his due diligence on every coach that he's hiring. That includes the next offensive coordinator at LSU. Blake, why is it taking time? I would rather a coach take his time. Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton aren't going anywhere. Now, Cortez could go to Bama. Good on him. We've had 862,000 wide receivers coaches, and it just so happens that no matter what happens or who the wide receivers coach is, Odell Beckham Jr.'s, Jarvis Landry's, DJ Charks, Malik Neighbors, Jarvis Land, I mean, uh, Jamar, uh, J- uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase's, Justin Jefferson's, Brian Thomas Jr.'s, uh, 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 I was going to say Terrence Tolliver, but um, Terrace Marshall's, Continue to come up here. It really and truthfully, it doesn't hadn't really mattered. <laughs> you could get my fat ass out there recruiting wide receivers. Dude, it's never the position I worry about. Now, do I think Cortez has done a fantastic job? I, I think he's done more than a fantastic job based off of the development that we've seen from that position group. But I, I, I just don't know how much sense it makes um, to, to move on from them. I, I would elevate them personally. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay. We got a couple of super chats in here. Let's get to them. We got it. We got to talk about recruiting as well. We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, Chris dreamless on YouTube with a $5 super chat says Corey Raymond's last few years. Weren't that great. Can't hang on to 16, 17 and 18. So Chris, Number one, thank you for the super chat. That is my entire point. It is my entire point that, and and what you say here, you can't hold on to that. Because here's the truth. If you go 16, 17, 18, hell, I'll even give you 19. Because what was Ed Orgeron doing in those years? And what what did 20 and 21 prove to us? There are question marks surrounding it. And let me tell you how, let me just tell you how I feel. Here's how I feel. How I feel is, is there are a lot of people in in the media that like Corey. I like Corey too. I'm not, because I don't, I don't have any ill will towards the man at all. But just because he's your friend does not make him the best decision. Because if you get down to brass tacks, if you get down to, if I if this were anybody else in the country, anybody else in the country, and I told you over the last four years, this position coach is 97th in passing yards allowed, what would you do? 
I, I know, guys, after 846 episodes, I know for an outright fact what you would do. You would, you would hate it. You would be punching air. BK, why would BK make a stupid-ass move like that? I'm telling you, you would be make, saying that. Just because Corey has had success here does not excuse. So let me. here's what's funny to me. To, to Chris's point, you'll point out 16, 17, and 18, but refuse to want to talk about 19, 20, 21, and 22, even 23, and the issues he's had since 19. Again, I'm old enough to remember when he 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 put pressure on LSU for a retention. I'm old enough to remember when he got his buddies like Ryan Clark to run out there and make a stink out of Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly showing mad disrespect to Corey Raymond, not even having a conversation with him. It's his decision. It's his decision. Again, I, I thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.